it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, and welcome to this episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. This week we go back into the past, episode number 459 to be precise. Episode 459 featured Graham Innes, somebody who's no stranger to this program in recent years. In 2016, Graham Innes wrote his autobiography. We interviewed him around the time of its release and we bring you that interview now. Graham, welcome to the program. Thanks very much, Vaughan. Great to be here. Why don't you start by telling us a bit about yourself? Well, uh, I've been uh, involved with Blind Citizens Australia for... I would say close to 40 years now. Um, I joined uh, as a student, uh, someone who's blind. I was uh, born in, in and brought up in Sydney and uh, became aware of the uh, advocacy that BCA was uh, was providing, thought that that was important, having been involved with a group of other students to lobby for better provision of student services for people who are blind or vision impaired at what was then Royal Blind Society. And... Uh, joined the executive, became a vice president for some time and have continued um, as a member. More recently, I've been a uh, commissioner at the Human Rights Commission um, after a, a lengthy period as a discrimination lawyer and um, and uh, consumer affairs lawyer. Uh, and um, in the last year or two, I've been encouraged to write my autobiography. How did that process get started? Well, it's funny, Vaughan, my wife Maureen has been encouraging me to uh, write my autobiography for a number of years, and uh, I kept saying to her, oh, no, I don't think anyone would be interested, and, and anyway, I'm a doer, I'm not a writer. And then when I uh, finished my term at the Human Rights Commission in 2014, uh, I had two publishers approach me to ask me if I was going to write my story, uh, and I thought, well, Maureen must be right, there's something in this, so I... Um, I, I knuckled down and started to write it and wrote it um, most of last year. I mean, amongst other things that I was doing, but it, it took me around 12 months to write. So you didn't have to go through the whole process of sending a manuscript off to publishers and all that sort of carry on? I had to go through the process of putting together a, a proposal for publishers um, because they still wanted that to put to their committees. Mm. But they proactively approached me and said, look, would you like to write your your story, uh, we'd be interested in considering it. So they didn't say, you know, here's an offer, we'll 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 buy it with you, um, uh, however good it is. And then I had to put a proposal together, and uh, that meant structuring the book and working out um, what I wanted to say. Uh, I put that to uh, three different publishers uh, and uh, chose one from those after a bit of negotiations, and then started writing the book in earnest. Uh, and so. I did get a, a small advance to um, to get me started, uh, but you don't make much money as an author, Vaughan, so mm. <laughs> um, writing this book is not um, going to be a, a major uh, money-making concern for me. It was it was really more a, an opportunity to share with people the life that I've had, the, the, the joy and uh, pleasure that I've gained out of, uh, over my uh, 60 years on the planet, some of the challenges that I faced, and weave through that a whole lot of the advocacy uh, with which I've been involved and uh, the importance of changing attitudes towards people who are blind or vision impaired or people with other disabilities. 
What did you think when you um, started writing the book as a blind person would be your biggest challenges in terms of writing? Uh, I didn't really think about uh, challenges as a blind person in writing. I just thought about challenges as, a, as someone who was writing. And uh, I was a bit overwhelmed by the need to write uh, 90,000 words, 100,000 words, until um, Maureen, who clearly gives me very good advice, said to me, well, it's just like writing 40 speeches. So you've <laughs> written hundreds of speeches in your life, so just write it that way, break it into chunks. And um, that's really a, a way that I've approached lots of issues in my life. If you've got a big challenge, you don't want to let the big challenge overwhelm you, so you chunk it down and you, um, you you take off the first bite and then the second bite gets easier and easier and you move on from there. So as a blind person, I didn't really see any different challenges. I mean, clearly, um, I wrote the book in Braille uh, because Braille is the script that I've worked with all my life. So I sat at my desk in my um, uh, apartment in, in Linfield or, or on some of the lovely warm days uh, out on the balcony uh, and wrote the book to the sound of, um, you know, birds birds chirping and, and uh, nice breezes blowing uh, and a bit of sunshine on my shoulders as I wrote. Um, that was, I had to find a, a happy, comfortable place to write and that was the place that I chose. Um, but again, that's just the challenge as a, as a writer. And um uh, there were a couple of uh, stages where I got stuck, and I think every writer, uh, whether it's books or music or poetry, um, must experience that at some point in time. And my daughter, Rachel, helped me out there um, because um, I knew that I needed to sit down and write for three or four hours, and I was just finding that I wasn't able to, to do that. And then when I was doing it, what I was writing wasn't very good uh, quality. And she said, oh, that's easy, Dad. I'll just take away your iPhone until you write a chapter. Um, and my incentive to get my iPhone back was enough to get me over the, the bumps and uh, um, and to keep writing. And, and that's how I finished the manuscript. Mm. A lot of blind people that I've heard interviewed about writing their own books have said that one of the challenges that they experienced was to be able to encapsulate what it is to be a blind person for sighted people that, uh, that are reading the material. I'm about halfway through your book, and one of the things that has really impressed me is the way that you've done that, and you haven't made too big an issue of it. I haven't seen too many pages of, of screeds about being a blind person. How did you find that you best dealt with that? Well, I guess uh, a couple of things that I would say. Firstly, um, thanks for that for those comments. I mean, being a person who is blind is not the biggest thing in my life. So, um, uh, being a person is is what uh, for me is important, and my blindness is sure part of me, uh, and it has an impact on me. But it's not a. Um, I'd be. I, I don't imagine that I would ever write a book where it was the main feature. Um, and in fact, the title of the book, Finding a Way, is a bit of a, uh, a play on uh, the concept of not being able to see. But also, it's been my, my approach in life that there will be a way if there is something that I want to do. I just have to work out where that way is. So it's not just um, uh, sort of reinforcing the blindness aspect. And I, I guess um, uh, I, I just wrote the book with an awareness that um, I had didn't have one sense, but I had a heightened awareness of the other senses. And I tried to explain to people in the book how I visualised things or became aware of things using those other sentence, senses. And a number of people who've read the book have said that they really um, 
appreciated how I described things that I'd heard or touched or interacted with in some way, um, because that is my life as a blind person. But apart from that, it, it wasn't the main focus. I mean, there is a, a chapter on um, on making the decision to get a guide dog, um, and so that's very much a focus on on a blindness-related issue. And there's some advocacy stories which uh, relate to not being able to see. But um, I think of my life and my book as, as much more than that. Now, the book will be available in audio and Braille, as I understand it. It's available in uh, print and as an e-book uh, already, uh, and it's also available in Braille. It will be available in audio uh, later in the year. The audio um, people have chosen to, to launch it separately to the print book. They find that that's a more effective way to do it, and it will be in audio read by me, um, which some people are, um, are keen to uh, to get hold of. But it's currently available um in Braille, in print, and as an ebook from my website, which is just grahaminnes.com, G-R-A-E-M-E-I-N-N-E-S.com. I'm interested in the idea of um, you reading your own book as, as audio. Is there any particular reason why you chose to do that? Well, the producers wanted me to, and I was also keen to do it. I, I always think that it's good to hear a story in uh, first voice, as it were, and I, when I read books myself... Uh, enjoy reading a book where the author has has actually read the book. Uh, so I thought that that would be a, uh, a good thing to do. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it. I haven't done it as yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to, to spending the time sharing my story in, in a, uh, an audio way uh, rather than um, having to bash it out on the, on the keys of a braille note, which is what I did last year. Well, I shall certainly look forward to hearing it, as will our listeners. You're having a book launch coming up shortly. Do you want to give us some information about that? Sure. That's at um, PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, on uh, Wednesday, the 13th of July. It's a, an evening event. Um, and it's the first of a number of events. I'm uh, organising uh, book events around the country. Uh, so this one's in Sydney and there's several other events in Sydney. They're all on my website at grahaminnes.com. Uh, and then I'll be doing events in Melbourne, uh, Newcastle, Canberra, uh, and I'm still planning others. And if people are interested in me uh, coming and talking to um, to an event and uh, making the book available, very happy to hear from you through my website and I'll see what I can do. What's in the future for Graham Innes, do you think? Well, I've since finished at the Human Rights Commission. Uh, I've moved to working as a company director, so I'm on several boards, and I'm, uh, uh, I do some consultancy work with various uh, organisations, uh, both government and non-government, and I also do a lot of public uh, presentations and speaking. Um, I've been encouraged to uh, put together a second book, and I'm contemplating that now, turning it round in my mind and, and working out uh, what it might contain. Uh, so lots of things still to do, I think, Vaughan. Mm. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the program. It's great to be with you, and uh, I encourage uh, people to, to grab hold of the book, and I'd love to have feedback as to what you think of it. Graham Innes AM. Graham's book is called Finding a Way, and do remember that that came from early 2016, so uh, some of that information is out of date. However, the book is available. It's also available on Audible as an audiobook, but you can get it from iBooks, Finding a Way by Graham Innes, and uh, I'll spell that for you, G-R-A-E-M-E-I-N-N-E-S, G-R-A-E-M-E-I-N-N-E-S. 
So just before we finish this week's program, a message has come my way regarding the Sydney branch of Blind Citizens Australia. They underwent a structural change in 2018 and they're looking now at around about the 18 month mark to find out how that uh, restructure has affected people and how the activities of the branch can be improved. A survey has been developed to assist with this and uh, that survey will be conducted by an external person. If you are a member of the Sydney branch, it's not compulsory to complete the survey, but uh, they would appreciate hearing from as many people as possible. So there are two options to complete the survey. You can do so by email, and uh, I'll give you the email address now, sapphire.love, S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E dot L-O-V-E at A-C-U dot E-D-U dot A-U. So that's sapphire.love at A-C-U dot E-D-U dot A-U. If you'd like to, you can complete the survey over the phone. You can give uh, Sapphire a ring on Tuesday or Wednesday between 9am and 4pm. The due date for the survey is Friday the 22nd of July, so you've got a bit over a week to get your results in. So either send an email to sapphire.love at acu.edu.au or you can contact Sapphire on 0431 054 171. That's 0431-054-171. Blind Citizens Australia can be contacted on 1-800-033-660 at any time. 1-800-033-660. You can leave a message if uh, the office is closed, but you can also listen to the information and uh, leave feedback on the telephone system. If you'd like to email, bca at bca.org.au is the email address. bca at bca.org. I'm Vaughan Benison. It's been great to have your company for the last 15 minutes or so. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realization of a dream. Of a dream.